right, thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have this young lady back. It's Cray News with Kay on a Tuesday this week. Kay, how's it going? Kay Smythe, hi. <laughs> hi, Joe Pax. Hi, I'm good. How are you? <laughs> the one thing we're not going to do is we're not going to prepare for this interview. See, that's, we had a little bit of inside baseball a minute ago, and this is what we do. I think that these segments work out, and you got 12,000, 13,000 hits, something like that last week from our, our deal on Friday. Because we just come on here, we talk about stuff. That's kind of the way we should do it, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I hate watching overly rehearsed interviews and stuff on TV. And it's not just me, Joe. Everyone that comes on this show and the reason that you've had such a lengthy career is you are just... You are so good at making people feel normal, not judged, welcome. Hey, come on my show, hang out, let's be friends. And it's just, it's magical. That's why I'm so grateful to be here. So I appreciate it. Also, I don't prep anything. Right. Because then I just can't do words in order good. So well, it's, it's, it's better, exactly. It's better to not because we're just having a conversation. I will oftentimes get from the handlers of somebody that I'm that I'm going to interview, it could be a big name, could be a small name, and they all want to know, can you send us a list of the questions? And my answer is no, because I don't know what the questions are going to be yet. They're like, well, what do you mean you don't know what the questions are going to be? Well, I'm going to come out, I'm going to say hello, I'm going to see how the, the conversation goes. If it goes over there, we'll go over there for a while. If it goes over here, we'll go over here for a while. If we plan it out, it's going to suck. And they, they generally speaking, get that. But, uh, but you still get that, that pushback. Even when Trump was president, they would say, uh, can you give us a list of, of questions? My answer would be no, but I definitely want to talk about the economy and about immigration. And about, I'll give you some topics, but I'm not giving you talking points. It's never going to happen. And uh, they finally understood and they trusted that that was okay. And you're right. When you're watching somebody that you know is rehearsed about every answer, you go, eh. And I don't want to name any names, but like Mike Pence, when he's interviewed, <laughs> what? I didn't, I didn't mean to say that. Did I say that? So, uh, so okay, let's get into some stuff. You know, we have some time here. Let's, um, let's just list like the first 10 people on the Epstein Island list. Just go ahead. Go ahead and take it from there. Oh, okay. So, um, I'm not suicidal, but 100% the Clintons. Um, I was actually kidding. A a couple of things. We know the Clintons went and then they lied about it, but we really don't have the list. They're not releasing the list. We know through innuendo that people like Bill Gates and uh, some say Tom Hanks, uh, some say the Clintons. I mean, not that I know, but some are saying these things. Okay, is it believable to you that this far after his death, Angelaine, whatever she pronounces it, Maxwell being locked up, we still don't have an official list? How's we're that not, possible? We're not going to see an official list until everyone who went to that island is either long dead. I mean, I'm talking like my grandchildren's generation might wow. find out what you know what really went on. We've got the flight records um, from the Lolita Express, from Jeffrey Epstein's flight. Uh, We know that a lot of very shady people went to the island. But, Joe, I got to tell you, I work with a guy at the Daily Caller, uh, one of our investigative journalists, actually, uh, James Lynch. He's been covering this Epstein stuff. You know me. I get sent some crazy stories about Epstein and, you know, I'll, you know, go do my commentary. I'll go write that up. Not very often that I'll do a straight news piece, but James, who is a brilliant, brilliant reporter, everyone should go read his stuff. Um, He sent me the story this morning. uh, There's been a series of lawsuits built around Jeffrey Epstein, but not necessarily about him, if that makes sense. So we had Deutsche Bank, who was sued and lost and had to settle with victims. JP Morgan, I don't know if they sued and lost. That's actually not right. I think they both banks just settled. 
um, with victims. And now one of the latest people in this is this guy called Leon Black. And like my mind, whenever I hear the name Leon, I go straight to Curb Your Enthusiasm, Leon. And I was like, I'm 99.999% sure it's not that guy. Turns out it's definitely not that guy. It's a guy who was CEO of some in, you know, one of these hedge fund investment firms, something called Apollo. He paid, apparently, apparently, he paid Epstein 50 million for some painting. It was actually kind of a famous painting. I can't remember what it was off the top of my head. And then more than $150 million for, uh, I think it was like, investment stuff, tax stuff, philanthropic advising, which like, if you want to know where to be like philanthropic, just like Google it, bro. Yeah. Or like talk about it right. at a party, like a normal. Right. Um, but this woman, it's so sad, Joe. It's so dark. Like, I mean, the stuff with Epstein is dark anyway, but like, it just got a lot darker. Um, a woman who is technically developmentally disabled, she's autistic and has a very rare form of Down syndrome. So her lawyers wrote in the suit against this uh, this billionaire financier, Leon Black, wrote in the suit, you know, mentally she's 12 years old. Uh, she's accusing this guy and it's just accusations right now. She's accusing this billionaire of you know, sexual assault at Jeffrey Epstein's home. Um, I don't even want to go into too many details of it. Yeah, not, but not my, necessary. My gut feeling is it's going to be more lawsuits like this. It's going to be more victims standing up saying, right. no, you did this to me. And all of these other people have been able to get their day in court and be been able to stand up and say, you guys were culpable in something that happened to me. And, you know, I don't know all the ins and outs and the legalese, and it's J.P. Morgan Chase, so, like, we're never really going to know what goes on there because that place is crazy. Um, same with Deutsche Bank. I'm sure same with this billionaire. Like, I mean, I have no idea where these things are going to go. He could be completely innocent. It, she could be mistaking him for some other guy. Right. But it's taking these individual female, like, citizen survival warriors standing up it's taking them doing this and it's just so sad because like like authorities are never going to do anything the one woman who tried to do something in the u.s virgin islands got fired as soon as she filed her first suit but i digress well i'll, I'll throw this out there I'm, I'm taking what you're laying down uh if we find out who was at that island and who went to that island and who who is actually using this disgusting service of Jeffrey Epstein, it's going to probably be through lawsuits and not because they released it. I'm not sure I understand. We prosecuted um, Ghislaine Maxwell, and we were going to prosecute uh, Jeffrey Epstein with our money, American taxpayer money. We have every right to know through freedom of information who is on that list, who's on those flight lo- uh, logs. The, the fact that they're not letting us know, it just shows how completely corrupt this, this place is. The DOJ, the Justice Department, the justice system in this country is very, very broken. And I feel for all of these people that went through it. You know, but we heard about Prince Andrew because somebody said so. We heard about Bill Clinton. Somebody said so. We heard about, um, I think that uh, many people were saying Alan Dershowitz went, but he was saying that he was uh, the defense attorney of Jeffrey Epstein. And he's like, put his hand on a Bible and said, I haven't had sex with anybody but my wife for 70 years or something. But, but names are coming out. And you're right, is going to be through lawsuits. And we also might find out some of the names weren't there if they don't win the lawsuits and they're found to be exonerated somehow. So I think I think you make a good point, but it sucks because it's not supposed to work that way. We're supposed to be able to find out. It's Case Smythe, 
Go to CaseMyth.com, check around the Daily Caller, news and commentary writer there on uh, Newsmax all the time, on OAN, going to be on something else very, very soon. So go and uh, follow her everywhere as well. Okay, let's get into um, uh, what's happening in South Africa. I don't know much about South Africa other than when I was younger, apartheid was going on and the black residents were rising up against the oppressors who were the white people and the white people were thrown out of office and Mandela was involved in that, 27 years behind bars, blah, blah, blah. Um, the fact is, it seemed as though we were going to stop the the uh, the the idea that white people controlled the people of who were native to this land, and black people would have an equal say or whatever. Well, fast forward to today, and again, I could have gotten everything I just said wrong. Up, up until today, we're now hearing that people are singing songs about killing the white people. We're hearing about farmers shot and killed in front of their families, their families, their wives and kids raped, slashed, everything else. And, and they're doing it and then leaving. They're not even not stealing anything. They're just killing white people. And they're doing it openly, outwardly, and they're not hiding it. And over here on this side of the pond, we've got idiots saying, they don't really mean kill the white people when they sing the song, kill the white people. They're actually saying those words, but they don't really mean it. What do you know about what's happening there, please? So my knowledge of South Africa, I want to like preface this, because again, like we're friends. I don't want anyone to think I'm an expert on this, uh, but I have spent time in South Africa. Um, I haven't been back in a very long time. I was actually there right after apartheid ended, and I was listening to conversations. Like I was pretty young at the time. I was listening to conversations that my family were having with their friends there and people that they met. and. You know, the general thinking at that time, and this is crazy because the same thing could be said of the former Yugoslavia and like conversations we've had in uh, Croatia, but the instability of the sociology in these parts of the world coming out of what is essentially an incredibly violent revolution, um, that instability lingers. It it really does. like we could technically say we're still going through like aspects of that instability now coming out of the revolutions, like the cultural revolutions that happened in America. But the big difference being, I think South Africa is, it's one of those places that doesn't really know what it is anymore. It's, it's a country that has a rich culture, but it's so diverse and still so segregated. That was one of the, First things I think I really noticed the like when I was there was just how segregated it was. You know, you go to places like Morocco or you go to the Canary Islands, places like that off the coast of Africa, and it's just like sort of, you know, it's like being in Britain. Everyone's just all right. there together, like no one cares. But yeah. you know, you could see the wealth, you could see the shanty towns, you could see just this dark undercurrent of instability. I don't really know how else to describe it. And every single person that my family and I spoke to while we were there, whether they were black, white, or, you know, well, a lot of people in North Africa, it's uh, more of a, like a Middle Eastern, I guess. Um, Everyone we spoke to was like, yeah, I think it's going to get pretty bad after Mandela dies. Every single person. They were like, he is the only person that is keeping this country from falling apart and falling into total racial warfare. And then when I was in which which appears to be happening, but but because the government is now of people who happen to be darker skinned, it it appears as though it's it's open season on white people. Is that being exaggerated or is that the case? I 
I don't personally know. Again, all I can tell you is what I've heard from my friends. One of my right. oldest, closest childhood friends is uh, he's actually about to marry a South African woman. He was sending me videos while I was sat in my apartment in Santa Monica dealing with the George Floyd riots going on all right. around me. Um, he was sending me videos from South Africa that made the George Floyd riots look like afternoon tea. Wow. And I don't care if that offends people. I don't care if that level of hyperbole sounds like flippant. I'm, I wish I still had the videos. Maybe I still do. I'll have to go back and look or I'll ask yeah. him to send me them again. But I mean, like entire warehouses, like for miles on end, just on fire. Massive groups of people running, destroying things, killing each other. I mean, I'd never seen anything like it. Wasn't anywhere on the news. He was sending them to me because at that point I was sort of just, you know, I'd, I'd been back in radio for a while. Um, I think I don't think you and I had even met at that point. So it was right, right, right at the start, I feel like, right. of COVID. And he was genuinely scared. Like He didn't leave his house, I think, for like two, three weeks, oh, something wow. like that. Uh, his business shut down. I mean... I, I literally remember being in university, coming home from one of my classes or probably the pub. My roommate was watching television and the headline is Nelson Mandela dead. I can't remember what age he was. And it was the BBC reporting on it. And I turned to my roommate and I said, oh, dear, things are going to get very nasty and things are going to get very difficult, confusing and manipulated for a very long time. Because here's this figurehead that's just completely like he's gone. There's no one right. else who could ever do what Nelson Mandela did. And no one has really stepped up to the plate to ensure that the positive aspects and all of the great things that he did with his legacy in South Africa were maintained. And I mean, I don't get a lot of news out there out of there anymore from my friends just purely because I don't like I, I mean he stopped sending me videos I don't right. I, I don't want to get down a whole conspiracy route or anything like that but it was very strange um but I've seen this coming for a long time I think everyone in South Africa has seen this coming for a long time and Joe I don't know what the answer is like I really don't I mean obviously well, well, so, the well, somebody, don't murder well somebody but, needs to come in and say okay you're the leader now be the leader don't don't chant kill the white people it's like somebody telling the parliament in Iran okay let's stop chanting death to America now because it sounds like you're saying death to America um, uh, if you say it if you sing hey, I'm just singing a song I don't really want to kill the white people well some idiots are taking that song and they're going to farms and they're cutting heads off and they're killing people stabbing them 16 they're raping people they're they're, they're pillaging the area so yeah we need somebody to go in there and say okay listen Nelson Mandela died and it wasn't in vain he actually brought positive change to this part of the world let's work together now because you can't kill all the white people that would happen to be genocide and racism and it's not okay I think that's what has to happen to be honest with you it's casemythe casemythe.com and again I'm not very well versed on it either other than I see I actually watch interviews with this guy who the last interview I saw just a small soundbite the leader of South Africa he said we're not calling for the killing of white people not yet he literally said, not yet. I'm like, well, that means you're planning on calling for it at some point. Stop it. So somebody else needs to get in there and get his ear and make him understand this isn't going to be okay. Um, all right. Yeah, uh, can, can, uh, it is. I've got to jump into the, into the alien thing. I've got about a minute and a half, two minutes. So let's knock this out. Um, we heard about the land, the alleged landing or the sighting in Las Vegas where the residents there said seven to 10 feet tall people were on those craft 
And nobody seemed to deny what they said. Nobody seemed to say, yeah, they're crazy. Now you're telling me something happened in Peru. Fill me in. Oh, yeah. A bunch of cops also were there when that yeah. uh, when that creature was in uh, Vegas. And this is not the only example of these types of creatures that have been seen. And I, I'm... I take all, if I haven't seen it for myself, I take it all with a pinch of salt. But apparently right. there's this town, I was writing about it today, who has actually had to have the military, like local officials and stuff, come in to protect locals from this seven-foot-tall alien creature that's been attacking people pretty much every night. Or it might be multiple creatures. The story is, um, or it should be on my Twitter, it's definitely on the Daily Caller but I've never seen anything like this. Like this creature is stalking people and like trying to rip off their faces from what I can gather. Well, that's not um, fun. That's not a good thing to do, no. Yeah, and it's this like remote tribe in the middle of nowhere, Peru, who, you know, even like probably 20 years ago, 15 years ago, wouldn't really have had the access to like get this news out there. But like, thank goodness they do now. Could all be a hoax, could all be a hoax, but I want right. to say that because apparently a lot of people have been really violently attacked, disappeared. I don't know if anyone's been killed, but the military's going up there to suss it all out. I know that wow. it's that kind of crazy right oh, now. Oh, I got to throw this out there. If the aliens are listening, and they probably are, who doesn't listen to my show? If they're listening, you guys can make a lot of money in the NBA. I mean, if you're <laughs> 7 to 10 feet tall, you know what I mean? There's a lot of money there, and I'd like to be their agent. It, that's not weird, is it? No, I think that's really smart. See, that's the American mindset in you. You're always thinking, what can I do to facilitate growth in my life? How can I sort of, you know, add a little bit of capitalism to this situation? That's why I love this country. It's what we do. It's Kay Smythe. Go to ksmythe.com. Follow her everywhere, K-A-Y-S-M-Y-T-H-E. And uh, Kay, we'll see you next time. Appreciate you. We'll see you soon, Joe. Thank you. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pegg Show. Very interesting uh, information with Kay. We'll put that up on Rumble later on tonight, probably up on YouTube as well. We've got another big hour coming your way. We'll break down the air of Anheuser-Busch, how he feels about the Dylan Mulvaney controversy. We'll have that for you. Plus, I've got video and audio from Kamala Harris just making stuff up. Keep it here. This is the Joe Pegg Show.